It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with my man, Jason Andors, hilarious comedian, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I say that uh, a lot of times I lie when I talk about people's credentials. He really makes me laugh more than anybody. So, uh, Dude, I'm allergic to cats, but this cat's so cool. Yeah. Uh, we also have Ween Dog here. <laughs> What's up, dude? What's going on? And my baby's crying in the background. My dad is actually helping me with the baby. Thank you, dad. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Listen, people, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Listen, if you want the best, uh, the best CBD olive oil and the best CBD coconut uh, oil, coconut oil, you got to go to Santa Cruz Medicinals. This stuff is amazing. I put it in my coffee. I've been making food with it. It's it's potent. It's lab tested. It's gluten free. It's sugar free. They know how to hook it up. They are the best CBD you will ever have. These guys actually give a shit about what they're making and I take it. It helps me with my muscles. It helps me with like joint pain. It helps me with stress. Uh, I don't know how. I'm already stressed to the 10. I'd be up like to the 50 if it wasn't for this stuff. So thank you. SC Medicinals. Uh, My wife cooks with it and then we make great food. You can make any any, 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 any recipe CBD infused. Also, they have great vape pens. They've got all kinds of amazing CBD vape pens. Check them out. Uh, scmedicinals.com. Mention MMA Roasted. You get $5 off. So, SC Medicinals. Also, marijuana is free in California. Uh, not free. It's legal in California. It's not free. It's, uh, <laughs> it'll probably be free one day. All right? But uh, you can... No reason to actually leave your house to get it. Why, why are you going to leave your house? You, you have to go. You get into a car. The gas is expensive. You get, get into an accident. You get to the place. It's, it's like a three-hour wait now at these dispensaries. Then these bud tenders are like these hot chicks. They're like, hey, yeah. try this. Try that. Try that. Next thing you're stoned as hell. Cops are waiting for you down the block. Okay? <laughs> you leave, and you get a DUI. You fuck up your entire life. There's no reason to do that. You, you get... You get uh, you get all kinds of things delivered. You get Chinese food delivered, pizza delivered. Some people get escorts delivered. Yeah. I don't. Some people do. I think that's legal in certain states. But in California, Speedweed is the place to go. Follow them at Speedweed. They will deliver whatever you need, whether it's marijuana, whether it's vape pens, whether it's THC sex lube, uh, whether it's edibles. They got you covered. Go to Speedweed.com. Mention Roasted for $10 off. What's up, Jason? <laughs> that was a really good commercial. Oh, thank you. Uh, so listen, uh, I've actually... It was a crazy week. Crazy week. It was just one of those weeks, Jason. Um, last Wednesday, I actually wrote it down because I wanted to talk about this. So last Wednesday, I, I, did, a, I did a show at the Laugh Factory in, in Long Beach. And I was, I was doing well. And I was, it, was like, it wasn't an easy crowd, but I, I, you know, I got them. And then all of a sudden, some late, it was one of those Christmas parties, which are always the worst Christmas parties because it's like... <laughs> Wait, so tell you what happened at the Christmas party. 20 people that don't like each other are now at a comedy club, you know, and now they're kind of forced to be there. It's like, you want to be away from people at work, but instead, it's people at work and, you know, they're kind of like, you should only go to a comedy club if you want to go there. Don't go there because you have to go for your business. So one lady in the crowd... Was Most getting- comics are Jewish anyway, so it's just... Yeah, holiday parties. But yeah, that's yeah. not the fucking point I was making, but At I get all. it. Yeah, right? sorry about that. All good. So this one lady <laughs> in the crowd's not laughing. And me, I just, everyone else is laughing, but instead I point out the person who's not. I'm like, oh, this person hates me. She goes, yeah, 
enough with the vagina jokes. You know, I'm like really like 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 now <laughs> you get to decide what I get to talk about. And it just got to the point where I had like 30 vagina jokes in a row at that point, like right. like coming up. So I could go to one either way of like stop. Kind of like the happy. night where I did like. 20 minutes of AIDS jokes? Yes, yes. We'll yeah. talk about that. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just go. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to do one more vagina joke. And then I just laid into like 20 more. And the place <laughs> fucking going ballistic. And then I started making fun of her. And everyone was like, ah, oh, that was the best. Her party came up to me afterwards. We're like, we hate that woman. Thank you so much. You were the best. But I left going, ugh. See, it's one of those clubs where like, I, I love the Laugh Factory so much. I don't want to get banned from there or like, right. cause that's the woman that's going to write a Yelp review. That's mm. the woman that went there and it's going to be like, and she was drunk and her friends were apologizing for her, but that's the one who's going to be like, you know, I was at the comedy club and all he did was, and, and make it about, you know, I'm a, she's a social justice warrior. And next thing you know, I'm losing X amount of money. And that's, that's where my head goes. My head goes right to that. Pure hashtag me too. Yeah. All done. Of a sudden, yeah. So it was like, but anyway, so that was on a, Wednesday, Thursday, um, we had our first wrestling match of the season, and uh, it went really well. Wean Dog, listen up. This is important. So we had All our right. first match, and uh, I was, I'm always nervous. I get sometimes more nervous for like, actually the coaching than I do the actual wrestling. Now, last year, we would have won the tournament for the first time in a while, except I got a point taken away for yelling at the ref, and then, <laughs> and then a kid from Chechnya <laughs> threw his headgear after he won. So we got two points taken away. We would have won had it not been for that. So then they didn't give out tournament trophies at all. Like, all right, no one wins. Right. So this year, we were going up against that, those two teams again. And this coach that I've always had a problem with, he's just like everything that I'm against in coaching, he seems to be for. Like, I don't want my kids cutting weight. It's middle school. He oh seems God. to like have their kids like cutting weight a little bit. You know, like I'm all about like one time a kid came back. He was down like 12 to four. And I'm like, throw. He threw the throw. And like it was awesome. He scolded his kid like, you were up 12 to four. You allowed yourself to get that's never how I would have reacted if my kid lost. Right. I'd have been like, hey, man, you were up 12 to 4. You got caught. Don't worry about it. Head up. It happens. You know, you got your whole high school career. Like, just the way that I go about it and he go about it, I just, I'm not into it, right? So, this year, they stole our coach, right? Halfway through the season, my friend Aldo was coaching us. He got, like, kicked out of the high school for some, something happened there. And I got him the job. He's back. He's a great coach. Great guy. Knows a ton about wrestling. Coaches him on Fridays and Sundays. Coaches him on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We don't have wrestling. Do I know Aldo? Yeah, he's a comic. He goes above and beyond. Halfway through the season, this school offered them like 10 times what we're paying them. I just stole the coach. I'm like, that's fucking insane. Like, yeah. do it off season, right? So I'm like annoyed. So I'm coaching against him now. He was our coach last week. Okay. And I was then. So while our kid was winning, I was like, do the Aldo cradle. Yet like naming the moves after him. And, and like he was dying laughing. Meanwhile, since then, he got fired from that or he didn't get that job. Now he's back with us. Like since, since like since yesterday. Now he's back with us. Okay. So we're dropping out of high school to that. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. To, uh, he's back here. And then like, so I'm, but I'm going Aldo cradle. And the kids on his team are like, there's a move named after you. And he's like, it, it's just hilarious. Then, right, so this guy comes up to me, and we have two kids that don't go to our school that wrestle for us. One kid went to our school last year. Another kid, like, just, their, their schools don't have wrestling. Okay. Not every school has wrestling right here. Now, in high school, if you live in a certain district and your school doesn't have wrestling, you can go to another high school and wrestle for that team. They don't have that for middle school. These kids come to all our practices. They pay for wrestling. So I called the other coaches, and I'm like, hey, can we get them a match? I know they don't go to our team, school, technically, but they're part of our program. We won't even count the team points. They wouldn't let the kids have a match. And I knew they were just going to murder whoever they wrestled. It wouldn't even been close. Right. But it still would have been nice for them because they don't have a school that has wrestling. This guy wouldn't let it happen. 
I was so fucking annoyed by that. He's like, well, we have to go to the league constitution. I'm like, there's three teams in our fucking league. What are we talking about? It's hard enough to get kids to want to do a fucking sport. Now, the kids want to do a sport, and we're not letting them wrestle. It's just fucking mind-boggling, right? So now, and Aldo's mad too, because he coaches those kids also. Anyway, this guy comes up to me before the match. He's like, hey, man, so, uh, you know, this person, because uh, we match them up by the kids. This person's four pounds heavier. This person's five. This person's seven. But they're all kind of newer. I'm like, whatever. All our kids were lighter than the kids they were wrestling. I'm like, okay. fine. Then the athletic director halfway through comes over and goes, you, that kid has 22 pounds on our kid? You, I, and I agreed to it? I, I go, what? 22 pounds? I, I didn't say. And we're talking about 112 versus 132. It's not like. 205 versus 220. Right, right. So I run over there. I'm like, 22 pounds. You didn't say, oh, is that what it was? I go, dude, what the? I almost, I almost fucking headlocked the guy. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's, right. that's, that's fucking dangerous. But anyway, we, we, we did great. We kicked ass. So fucking happy. That was, that was Thursday. Friday, I fly to Milwaukee. 6 a.m. flight. Layover. I do a show. Friday night in Milwaukee, the night before UFC. Ben Askren's there. Uh, this guy, Biggie Mike Rhodes, who we're going to talk to. Dana White shows up. A Ty- comedy Tyron show. Woodley. Yeah, uh, with the girl who, um, the girl who, Jesse Jess's opponent, Andrea Lee. Uh-huh. The, the other girl, the, the hot Asian. Uh, uh, you know, uh, from. Uh, yeah, the crazy Asian. Crazian? Yeah, the, the Crazian. Okay. The girl from, she was there. It was awesome. That's crazy. It, 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 it was a rock and roll venue. Sometimes those are hard because you got high ceilings oh, yeah. and high stages. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you, you're doing better than you think you are. I don't know if you ever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think was, you've done the most diverse. You've had the most diverse show history. This guy ever. Yeah. So I go up there and I, I know that like I'm nervous, but like I'm getting laughs and it's going well. But I'm like in my head a little bit because I want to do well. But then I started just fucking going to the crowd. So I'm like, Ben Askren's here. You know, they canceled your first fight. It was the most exciting fight you ever had. You know, like, <laughs> I'm just killing Ben Askren. I go, you do the special types of jiu-jitsu where you put the whole crowd to sleep. Like, I'm killing... Wait, do, you, do you have these jokes written for these fighters before? Some of them I did, some I didn't. Like, Jose Shorty Torres was there. And uh-huh. he's, he's 125. Yeah. He's got cut from the UFC. Yeah. He's fighting in Brave now in the Philippines. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you're going to be a heavyweight there. Like, 125, they're going to call you Shaq. You know, like, right. some some of them I didn't like. There was one guy um, who was like, "I go, are, are you a fighter?" And I, he was sitting with the fighters, and I, he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Well, what was your nickname?" He's like, uh, "Dynamite." I goes, "But I, he goes, but I retired." I'm like, "Oh, I guess your career went boom." <laughs> like, I mean, those are things that I didn't have planned, but That's I was. Awesome. Just, you ever have any fighters just really not handle the jokes well? Not in person. Uh, on Twitter, I have. I had people like. Uh, get mad like how about I fuck you up or something or just say something like King Mo said something like how about I have my cousin touch you up or something <laughs> like but me and King Mo are actually like friends now so it's never I, when, I, a, when a, a UFC guy's trying to get you jumped like he can't fight yeah, for maybe, himself I know like, he's gonna have his cousin beat me up for me so um, maybe because he didn't want to do the jail time probably but uh, so that was that was and then that was really good that was uh-huh. Friday my little brother came to town I saw Max and then we went to the fights on Saturday Dana got us so we got like Second row, amazing I mean, dude. Just wow, fucking awesome. Fights were incredible, and you're able to stay for the whole show, the whole thing. Nice. I, I didn't have to leave before the main. Every time I leave, <laughs> I go to a show in Vegas. I have to leave before like the main card, and every time I leave, it's like greatest fight in the history of fighting. Like no one will ever. Everyone here should retire. Like nothing will ever beat this. And I'm like on a cab on the way to the fucking stratosphere, you know, for 12 right. people. So, but, um, 12 people. But this was good. It was, that was good. Right. And, uh, 
Uh, yeah, we'll talk about the fights, but it was, uh, and then last night was a Christmas party, yada, yada. How you doing, Jason? What's up with you? I'm good, man. That was, that was rapid. That was, you hit the points. I was very impressed. Thank you. I'm impressed by all the animals you save that are in your house on your couch. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have lots that of- might be the best cat I've ever met. That oh. cat actually cuddles. Oh, Frankie's the best. He, he's the nicest. I, I, uh, I was sick until I was 18 years old. I had a cold. Mm. And then my cat died, and I was better that day. Like, you think my parents would think maybe Jason has allergies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm allergic. Oh, hilarious. 18 years, they couldn't figure it out? <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's so funny. So, um, what happened to the dog's ear? He, he was used as bait for pit bull fighting when he was younger. For real? For real. That's why he has scars everywhere. We think he has. I mean, we went to the vet. That's what they told us, that like he has all the symptoms. So, he's got a missing ear, and he's, he's like super. And my ex, my ex did no research on him when she got him. And then she couldn't keep him because he kept biting dogs and people when we broke up. <laughs> and she was going to give him back to the pound. And I was like, no, I got him. So, he's, he's, he's my dog. But my, my wife he, doesn't really like him because he, he gets into the bed at night and then gurs when she comes in. Uh, it's and, so weird because the dog looks exactly like this dog my brother saved named Rue. Yeah. And when you touch it, it would growl and bite its own arm. It always growl and had yeah, this he, huge. He, he's got. He's got. He's bitten everybody that I know pretty much. But uh, <laughs> that's a good sales pitch, though. The pit bull bait. That they probably told you that so you take it. No, we didn't know that. They they were like, oh, take this friendly sweet dog. And then we go oh, to the dog park and it's Fight Club, and he's biting, going for the necks. He's not biting wow. like a regular dog. He's going right for their throats. <laughs> Wow. And I was like, uh, there's something off with this fucking dog. It's part Chihuahua, right? Part Chihuahua, part fucking Tasmanian devil. And it was, how are you? What's going on with you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, you know, comedy's doing mediocre, the career right now, but I'm blowing up in Dominican Republic. Yes. Nice. No, he's true. So Hot chicks. So you've always been into like yeah. Latin chicks. I remember you initially wanted to learn Spanish because you wanted to pick up Latin girls. Purely for the ass. Yeah. yeah. Purely went to school for pussy, but that's why most guys do anything. Whether it's, whether it's school, learn how to fight, get a good yeah, haircut, right. we do it for the ass. I learned the thing is when I grew up in New York City, I didn't have to learn Spanish because all the hot Latinas knew English. Right. So I always failed Spanish growing up. But if my teacher was smart. He would have been like Jason. Do you want to be some sick pervert that grows up to fly five hours to Dominican Republic and you can't even pick up a prostitute because you don't know how to say cuanto cuesta, huh? I'd have been like, no. Then do your homework. I would have studied, but I didn't. So when I got older, I started to study Spanish. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then um, I went. Well, I went to Dominican Republic to visit my cousin. Right. Who, uh, who lives out there, and he's a doctor, but he lives there nine months without working. Mm-hmm. Three months he works as a doctor, and he tests all the girls for AIDS before he has sex with them, which is very nice of him. Really? He does. Every wow. girl, he gives a saliva test, and they agree to it. Okay. And uh, yeah. I once, when, my, when I first went out there, we did this. When I first went out there, we did the same thing. I, I met a girl on the internet. That's how I was learning Spanish. Yeah. And she came over and I said, look, my cousin's a doctor and he's very protective. I, I, I thought of the most polite way to get into this. Yes. I said, look, but he won't, he's close to my dad and he won't let me have sex with anyone unless they test for AIDS first. I know it sounds weird and rude. Yeah. But she's like, okay, no hay problema, you right. know? So we said, t- so I'm in the room with her romantically sitting there as he swipes her. He reads her the instructions in Spanish. Yeah. Tests her for AIDS. It takes 20 minutes. And he's a musician, a Dominican. He plays, he's half Jewish, half Puerto Rican. He plays Dominican music. Yeah. He plays bachata. So he's playing a romantic song to us, singing while I'm just, you know, arm around her, blah, blah, blah. And finally, 20 minutes later, it was so romantic. 20 minutes later, he looks, he's like, oh, it came back negative. You guys are good. So then we went back to the room, fucked her in the ass, and it was fun. <laughs> but then 
So then, no, no, but we're still cool. Yeah, we're still cool. All right, so all right, so you've been. Was that too much? No, 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 you're. That wasn't enough. All right, so now you're (laughs) now you're blowing up in the Dominican Republic. Talk about about that. Well, I'm making no money from it yet. Okay, but um, I did this character called El Tigre Bacano. If you go to you know Jason Andor's Instagram and or s, that's how you spell my last name and or s. Anyway, you go there. You can uh, you guys put some, a lot of subtitles now because I wasn't putting subtitles, mm-hmm. but the skits I've been doing the Smash character a few years it wasn't really hitting. I got a lot of Dominican friends in New York, Tommy Pena, Roberto, you know a lot of yeah. so I do the skit and would and it wouldn't really hit that hard, but people liked it. And then one day one skit seemed to take off. I got a good amount. I got a couple thousand followers from that. And I was like, you know what? I got to keep pushing this. And then it's not like I have the biggest following ever, but it's going from like seventeen hundred to forty three thousand. You said and, you went. In two months, recognizing you on the street, people knew me on the street. I went to see my friend, uh, a residente. He's in this. He used to be in this group, Calle Trece, and now he's solo. And he's a huge a rapper, like in, in yeah. Latin America. So I went to the concert, and I was just went to support him. And people in the audience, everyone was coming up taking pictures. It was weird. Do people think you're the character in real life. Only the idiots. Okay. Yeah, because my yeah. accent sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was. I had a lisp my whole life growing up. Yeah, I can't yeah. roll my R's. You know, but yeah. but I understand that you know I understand the culture any, and the do humor. Any girls hit on you because of it. The girl, yeah, people have been writing me, guys too, like wow. hearts. You know, you know, I get all these, you know, from the, you know, and uh, one one had a heart. I wrote back, "Where are you from?" You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the picture from a distance looked like a woman, and then we got in a conversation. Finally, I'm like, you know, let me zoom in on this picture, and it zoomed. I swear, it went from woman to just a man. I was like, yeah. oh, I've been flirting with this dude. Yeah, I've been there, man. You've been yeah. there too, but, yeah. he, but he does it on purpose, though. Oh, well, you already I, I saw the picture purpose, blown up yeah. at first, or yeah. no, 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 because. I was thinking sometimes it's better to be big in a different country rather than your home country in America because you want to be able to have a normal life here, right? Yeah. And then when you want to party and get the celebrity life, you go over to Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic, make your money, have your own TV show there, get paid, you know, have sex with uh, beautiful uh, Armenian women or whatever, whoever lives Armenian. there. Armenian? Well, I don't know. It's good and, to be big anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the Armenian anywhere. women would be in Armenia. Uh-huh. But the Dominican women. Oh, it's Dominican Republic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. And they're Latin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I pretty much only date Latinas, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm really into tan Asian women now too, because I've been working on the cruises a lot, and that's yeah. pretty much the selection you have. Tan Asian. Now, do you ever hook up with the girls that work on the cruise? Yes, I have. Like uh, how many? Not that many. I've maybe over the years. Okay, my girl just broke up with me a few months ago, so I never admitted to this. But maybe, um, no, no, maybe. 10 and well, I've been there thought, 7 years. Oh, can I find it like when I was single it was hard cuz you're only there for a couple days. It's very hard. Yeah. It's easier I think if you're a black comic on the ship to fuck one of the Russian chicks that have a fetish. Mm-hmm. Yep. But or if you're on a 6 month Nobody contract. has a Jewish <laughs> fetish. Or if or if you're on a 6 month contract I find a six months guy. If you're living there, yeah, yeah the B boys got a ton of sex. Oh my god, the B boys were. Not, I didn't even like. I liked the B boys because I'm a B boy. I used to Brit yeah. pop, but but I liked hanging out with them. Yeah. But they would fuck all the girls you want to fuck. They already fucked. Yeah, pet uh, sounds, dude. There was this girl. I was on the ship. There was this girl that played guitar and sang, and she was Romanian or something. Mm-hmm. I was at the crew party with her for two hours, flirting. I was in love. You know, I think I remember so, this. Yeah. So after I'm like, oh, this is great. I remember before I came on the cruise, Don Gray told me that one of the B boys. Um, was fucking everybody. He said, you're going to be next to the B-boy. You're, room, you're next to his room. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear it all night. Just be ready. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so first night, I'm like, I'm not going to hear this shit. Uh, 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 like just fucking the shit out of her, yeah, you know? Yeah. 
So then I'm like, okay. So then I flirted with this girl all night. I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow. I was like, yeah, we should hang again. Cool. Go back to my room. And of course I hear, uh, 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 right? So then I'm like, geez, this fucking guy, you know? But I'm thinking about this girl while he's fucking her. So I'm not really phased by his fucking. I'm not jealous because I knew I, I got something going at this point. Yeah. He finishes. I hear the door open. I peek to see who it is. And it's a girl I was just uh, with at the party oh. in, a, in a towel holding her bare breast running to her room really quick. Uh, there was a girl that was the entertainment <laughs> director that used to introduce me. And we were hooking up. And I was like, give it up for this girl. She gives great head. Everyone thought I was kidding. <laughs> but she actually really, <laughs> she actually really did. Was it great? Yeah, she gave good Head. You can't mention the name, right? No. You'll tell me later. Um, and then, uh, so then, all right, by the way, uh, to all the moms out there or the single dads or people, because like my wife went back to work uh, for maternity leave is over. You and just go from who gives you the best head to, by the way, to all the moms out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's a weird show. <laughs> yeah. It's very it's ADHD. Great- <laughs> so, um, oh my God, I've had to like the last couple days getting up at 6 30 in the morning with the baby. And then my wife goes to work. Then I got, you know, I got to feed it. We're watching cartoons. She poops like 14 times a day. Yep. You know, I got to make her laugh while she's doing it. I'm like, I'm going to poop shame her. I'm like, yeah, you're so cute. <laughs> she loves it. I would go for at least two walks. Uh, I have to keep the, I, I can't, if I put her down, like to take a shower and take my medication in the crib. Ah! Like, like you, you would think it's it's fucking psycho. You know that stabbing scene. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's so now I feel guilt. I'm I'm hurrying every fucking. I got soap in my hair. I'm running out, and then having to like figure out what's wrong. Her naps are 14 minutes. Like I sleep for 14 minutes during the fucking day. And then I'm like, then I, I I vacuum, I clean. I want my wife to come home to a nice place. Well, it usually takes I, 14 minutes to fall asleep to take a nap. So by oh. the time you fall asleep. I do all the, the laundry, and then I'm worried that I'm gonna like sleep through her nap. So it's a very, it's a fucked up, light, horrible sleep because I'm like, right. oh, I don't want to hurt us cry and meet up sleep for six hours. And right. then she said, "Oh my god!" And so then I'm like, so this happened. It's so not by six o'clock. I'm fucking wiped. My wife gets home yesterday. I'm like, "Hey, babe, I'm gonna go to the gym because I need to get my 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 blood up." But, oh, I didn't go to the gym when I was on maternity leave. Oh, you haven't. So I'm like, but I, you could have went to the gym. I didn't tell you. Oh. Now you tell me. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm going to the fucking. I did this. I did. I'm like, I'm, you're not giving me any fucking credit here. You know, I, I cooked. I, cl- I cleaned. I did all this fucking shit. It's just, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't want to get a nanny. I want to get a nanny twice a week. So that way I could get <laughs> This something. is so funny because all I'm thinking while you're, while you're complaining about this, I'm thinking of the beautiful wedding I went to when I went to your wedding. Oh, God. No, no, <laughs> look, look, here's the deal. I love my wife. And I love my baby. No, no, I know, I know. It's, it's great. It's, I, I, I love You post about it all the time. I love I got them both that. to death. But holy fuck, like this is hard because it's hard enough to just be a full-time mom and then to be a full-time comedian. But then it's not, it's not the 80s. Like, like my wife thinks I could just do comedy at nights and the weekends and, and I could just make a living. Right. But great. But then the money's going to keep going down because in order to make a, a living as a comic, your profile has to keep going up. Yeah. You can't just like expect shit to happen. So I'm not just a comic. I got like I'm working for the PFL. I'm writing two scripts. Pin the pilot. We're, we're, we're shooting that in January and February, finally. I'm coaching the wrestling team. I'm literally on the side of the, the, the coaching, holding the bottle with the baby yeah. while yelling, double, half, half. You know, I, and then I look over, moms are fucking holding my kid. I don't know whose moms these are. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I go, I go, excuse me, that's my baby. Oh, I just miss being a parent. I'm like, my, and I got to yell that fucking, we have around the sitter where you can just hire a sitter for two hours. I'm like, please don't let her hold Is all this in the pilot? Random people hold it. No, it should be. And then I'm, I'm like, hey, don't let random people hold the hold the baby. Oh, sorry, you know. And then, just 
all kind. It's hard. It's fucking. So I'm trying to do 400 fucking things while having a having a child and being home during the day. And then like I had an audition for Days of Our Lives last week, right? So I was on the cruise ship and I recorded it. I had to record my part as the other parts. Record it in the bottom of Wait the ship. Wait a minute, you sent me something that I could not open where I, I was. I accidentally sent it to you by accident. Oh, okay. So, no, so then like, I, it actually it t- <laughs> took me six, seven hours to do it, right? I, I was really proud of it. I sent it to my wife. She's like, I thought this was going to be an apology video. Like, like instead it's you be like <laughs> me doing a days of our lives. Like, but like, holy fuck. What uh, happened with that? I, I, I don't think I got it. But the, it's just, I don't know. I did a good job. That's all I can Would do. Would you do a soap opera? Like, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? I'll do anything. Yeah. I'll, if right now. That's actually anything. a really good day job oh. for a stand up. You could just do local shows and make a ton of Dude, loot. I mean, I look. I'm trying to stay in town. The problem is the road is what pays. And, you know... By the way, we started comedy doing a soap opera. You said, heck no. No. I this is how things yeah. change. Oh, you would have at the beginning? I, I, okay. I was trying to get... I was, took a soap opera technique course. Oh, fucking, <laughs> okay. Fucking 20 hours of, a week of terrible... Anyway, let's talk about some fights. Yeah. All right, dude. this is a fighting podcast. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, the UFC. Oh, uh, what happened over the UFC? So amazing fights. Amazing dude. fights. Amazing. First of all, Ally Akinta, Kevin Lee. You know, this fight. People kept asking me who's going to win. I didn't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. I go, you got to look at like advantages, right? When it comes to wrestling, I'd say maybe Kevin Lee and striking Kevin Lee. Uh, but they're very, very close. Kevin Al Akinta was an I think a college. D2 All-American. He was, I think it's like second in the state of New York. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was a great wrestler. Both good college wrestlers. Jiu-Jitsu, both have great grappling. Um, so it really comes down to who's tougher. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin Lee's a tough fucking dude. What belt do they have in Jiu-Jitsu, you know? They're probably both black belts or high brown or brown belts, but like high level. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to toughness, you're not going to get tougher than Ally Quinta. He's just one of those dudes that he's that guy you want to have your back in a fight. Because he will fight the whole fucking bar. Yeah, I mean, his dad was a football coach in high school who he's scared of. This dude is like, doesn't care who he mouths off to. He's fucking borderline insane. Trashes hotel rooms. He's, he's selling real estate while fighting. But he's just Trashes fucking nuts. Room. Like, even Gian Vellante told me he got in more bar fights with Ally Quinta than anyone else in the fucking world. And that guy's, Vellante's like 207. He's like, Al's a fucking nut job. So he's <laughs> one of those dudes that if you don't put away... Via crazy submission like Mitch Clark did or or Michael Chiesa, he's gonna hang out. Like even if he fought Khabib again, if that fight went a hundred rounds, if that fight went to the point where like fight until someone's standing, I would almost say Ali Akinta would win that fight because he'll he'll, he'll lose every round till the hundredth round, but he'll still be there. And that's kind of what happened here in this situation where Kevin Lee hit him with the fucking kitchen sink. And Kevin Lee's a tough dude, but mm-hmm. Al's just one of those. You have to murder this guy. He's he's just gonna be that he loves to fight. He's insane. But I just watched the fight. Like he still had he hit Kevin more than like he hurt him more oh, with the hands. Striking. Or, yeah, yeah. But he's also fearless. He he signs up to fight Khabib on a one day notice uh, with no camp. Oh, he had a camp to fight Pettis, but Pettis is a different fighter than Khabib. So I wasn't shocked that happened. I wasn't shocked, and I'm you happy. You agree with the album. decision, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, me too. I had it two two going into the fifth. Um, you maybe you could do three one Al, but. It was. I thought it was tie going into the fifth round. Al won the first round. 
The first two were really close. The second is kind of a draw, right? Yeah. The third one, it it didn't really... But the the rounds that Al won, he won bigger than the ones Kevin. And he ended strong. Yeah. It's just so obvious. And Kevin was gassed out. And Kevin looked like he was almost out on his feet a couple times. And the fact that he got out of... You know, Kevin, supposedly that's a whole, you know, usually he's comfortable in that position, right? He finishes a lot. I mean, I don't yeah. watch as much anymore. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got out of it. He's just so fucking He tough. always takes people's backs, dude. And when Kevin Lee takes somebody's back, it's like, oh, crap. This could be it. I mean, he choked out Michael Chiesa. Yeah, uh, well, kind of. Allegedly. Oh, uh, yeah, whatever happened there yeah. with uh, Yamasaki. But I was nervous for Al, dude. But once he was able to escape uh, those rear naked chokes and the body triangles, like my confidence in him, like grew, like shot to the roof. I'm like, dude, this dude's a tough bitch. That's why I kind of gave him the second round in a weird, at least a draw. Kinda, yeah, you know? you know, it was one of those things. I, I was sitting with like five people and I go, who do you think won the first? And, you know, three were like Al and two were Kevin. Who won the second? Three, Kevin. It was one of those things where it was very, very hard to score. Uh, but the ones that Al won, he won big. Yeah. And, you know, closing in the fifth. So that was awesome. I'll tell you, the toughest guy in the world is Dan Hooker. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, that dude, and I honestly think if he just would have had a little more power at the end, he could have won that fight. That was he insane. Was, he was landing those shots, but he wasn't really hurting him at it. It was arm punches at the end. He had nothing left. Mm-hmm. And Barboza should only fight strikers because every time yeah, he dude. fights a wrestler, he gets put on his ass and beaten. Uh, but when he fights guys like, even like when he fought Pettis, when he fought this guy, but Dan Hooker, when it comes to... That was a to, great fight. Fuck. And it was, it was like Rocky, but if Rocky lost. Uh, like, <laughs> if Rocky got stopped. It was, yeah. But you, you know, but he won the heart of every single person. No, no, person. he just kept coming back with all the pain. It's almost like when you, you know that Chinese wrestling in your neighborhood that's not that good and you always get a stomachache, but you keep coming back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I know exactly. You're like, why am I eating this? And But yeah, exactly. So I was happy for him. Such a horrible yeah. analogy, uh, but I won 12 glad. bucks, dude. Yeah, that was a, so stupid. That's the problem with rankings. You know, one guy was ranked 14. The other guy was ranked, what, three or four? Which fight? The Hooker fight. And Hooker was the favorite. It was like a three to one favorite, and he was like yeah. ranked nine things lower than him. I'm like, what are you? And they're like, well, he won his last. Yeah, but who's Barboza fighting? He's fighting Kevin Lee. He's fighting Khabib. Dominant wrestler. Yeah, and he's fighting guys like that. I was I, betting with Justin, Justin Boer. We were betting on it. Like, he owed me 20 bucks, double nothing on one fight, and then I started to lose, and I was down. I started to get so desperate. Like, I had no confidence in, in who, choosing who would win the fight. So we started betting on, like, okay, like, who's going to be articulate when they speak after? Because I. <laughs> Like we were changing the bets yeah. up and everything, but I'm still down. Uh, yeah. That Charles, bet one guy was going to be an idiot. He was really smart. Uh, Charles, Charles Oliveira ran through Jim Miller. I think Miller should only fight old guys. Like He should only fight the Diego Sanchez's, the Gray Maynard's, because when he fights guys in their prime, this is, this is what's going to happen. You know, the UFC, I don't know why they do this. They, I mean, once in a while, it, it pays off for them. A guy like Shogun two weeks ago where they put a guy that's like just way past his prime against a young buck. But more than not, you know, it's going to be Yair Rodriguez, BJ Penn, mm-hmm. where you're just like, why? I get it. You need a name to make a name. But come on. What are we doing here? Uh, well, who, thought, who thought that was a good idea? Jim Miller should all fight the guys who have the, the Clay Guidas of the world, the, the other guys who are names that still want to make a paycheck. Great. Mm-hmm. But don't fight these guys. 
because it's just going to be sad, and that's what happened. No, I, I only saw the co-main event and the main event. So what happened in the Jim Miller, Oliveira Jim Miller just fight? took him down and choked him out. It was real quick. You mean quick. Oliveira? I mean, Oliveira oh, he just took him down. down. Yeah, it was, oh, real, it was real quick. That just shows you how good his jiu-jitsu is, because Jim Miller is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, too. Yeah. So he just went in there and just choked him out, huh? Just quickly. Wow. Real, didn't break a sweat. Wow. Uh, Rob Font beat Sergio Pettis. Yeah, I saw some sucked, of that. that you know, Pettis lost in his hometown. You know, and I think that uh, certain guys just don't perform well in their hometown. Yeah. Comics, too. It, it, I like, I've lost a lot of hard ones in New York. Really? Yeah. Like, Well, oh, we're talking about fighting, but I'm talking uh, but sex- like, sexually. I, I perform horribly. Oh, but, but, <laughs> well, the worst sometimes. I'm worried the rumor is going to get out because I know a lot of people there. The worst is when you bring a girl with you uh, and you're like, starting out, I used to bring girls to my shows thinking, oh, if I do well, I'm going to get laid. And you have a bad set. Oh, you're done. Yeah. And then even if you have sex, like, I'm still fucking pissed off. Yeah. I, I had a threesome one time, and I was angry the whole threesome about how bad the show went. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's just fucking sad. Uh, I'll tell you, Jared Gordon. Oh, my God. Jared Gordon's a guy from Queens, ex-heroin addict, ex-pills, junkie, oxies, almost died fucking 10 times. The nicest, sweetest, greatest fucking comeback story. He go- I thought you say guy. Yeah. He goes to yeah. Milwaukee, he gets his fucking life together. He lost his last fight. He's doing well. He fights this guy, Joaquin Silva, who Vince beat, Pichelle, and he's hurts him in the first. Hurts him good. And like almost finishes it. Does some crazy cool shit. Second round, he wins. Third round, it's closed. This guy goes, let's go in the middle of the cage and go punch for punch. Newsflash, if you're up to nothing, don't do that, okay? <laughs> because you're not going to, it's not a good idea. You right. already, and of, but of course, fucking, this dude is like all heart, and he just gets knocked the fuck out standing up. Like, oh, it, that's, that's, it broke my fucking heart. I was oh, rooting man. for this guy so bad. and That's sad. He got fired the night. He got an extra $50,000. Wow. So that's good. Well, he got 50 for losing? For Well, he probably got like 15 and 50 or 20 and 20, 20. Thousands to fight, twenty to win, but he didn't win, so he probably got twenty, but extra fifty if it's fight of the night. It's awesome. So, yeah, but I don't know how many fights he took off his life. Yeah, that's because, true. Because I mean, you don't want to get punched like that. That's a lot I mean, of drugs he could buy like, again. If it was like a million dollars. I'd be like, okay, I understand. It might be worth it. <laughs> a million dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe but fifty thousand. That's like a year's worth of money. For like a medium income, you know. Maybe in Milwaukee, you could buy a house. Yeah, but like fifty thousand. Uh, if no, fifty thousand is like a decently successful stand-up. Yeah, per yeah, year. A year? Yeah. That's, that's, the problem. that's like the 1%, actually. I mean... <laughs> it is. It's a working comic. That's yeah. the problem. People always ask... The people, the thing about comedy, it's not the 1%. It's the 5% of the 1% that make money. Yeah. In most occupations, if you're in the 1% of lawyers or doctors or even, I don't know, police, whatever it is, you're making good money. Yeah. But you could be in the 1% of comics and make... Sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, but if you're in that five percent of the one percent, you're you're making three hundred, four hundred thousand. The five percent yeah. of the one percent. That's a weird range. The ones that make three to like six hundred thousand a year. Some of them you would not even expect because they're doing a lot of weird. Well, the we're the not including guys. voiceovers or oh no, straight comedy, straight right? Comedy. Like having your CD on Sirius. Stuff like that. That doesn't even pay that much. I have that. I just got a nice check today. Well, yeah. 
for like thirty thousand or some kind of like no, not nice like that. Okay, <laughs> thirty <Yeah>. bucks. <laughs> no, but yeah. hey, no, I'm saying that adds up. But I'm, you know what I mean. They need all those things. A lot of it is like, well, a lot of it is the corporate guys. The guys, the corporate guys that are making twenty five, fifty thousand a gig. Yeah, yeah. And, and those guys like. Those were like the, like guys like Gary Shandling, like you know, or Kevin Nealon probably gets that, you know. Right. Um, Tom Cotter was doing well. I heard after he won or he was finalist in. Uh, yeah, America's yeah. That Time. last comic will give you a good couple of years, but then it doesn't. Not even. I mean, not for everyone. I, Some America's people are doing ta- nothing. No, America's Got Talent. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But even that, like. But he was already doing corporate stuff before America's Got Talent, and that just boosted his rate. Yeah. He already had that perfect style. For, I don't even know his stuff that well, but. The guy that got me in America's Got Talent the audition was his manager, Johnny so, Lampert. So uh, Drakkar Close beat Bobby Green. That was a that fight could have went either way. It was a close fight. But Bobby Green is one of those dudes. In his fights, he keeps talking shit. Like, you hit like a bitch. Like, and you could hear him. Like, from the, you could hear him go, what, motherfucker? Or like, whatever he's saying. And I think that works against him. Because the judges can hear him go, fuck that. You fucking... Like, he's laughing and yeah. cursing. And he seems to be losing the close fights. I think the judges are turned off by the cursing. I'm not kidding, because it seems like it, it can do that. Yeah, uh, like a good comic that curses too much, and you're kind of like, he's yeah. funny, but well, these judges are probably Christians, fuck, you know, yeah. Christian guys from the middle. They're not exactly. They're like, oh, you know, or and then all of a sudden they hear motherfucker, like ah, oh, they're going for the other guy. Apparently, yeah. he retired too. He always retires <laughs> after every fight. <laughs> yeah. This is my last like, one. It's like the Jay Z of uh, except, and then uh, the Juan Adams. Be Chris De La Rocha. These guys, you know, these are my favorite fights. The heavyweights who are okay with the big fat guts and they just fucking go for it. Which was a fight I saw with the guy that was, he was kind of old. He was in like 40. No, he was actually 39, but he looked 40. Zach Cummings. He fought the black dude with the... Oh, no, no. But Zach Cummings won. Another guy who who has like, you know, the body of, uh, you know... Body by Oprah. I mean, he just has like, <laughs> this dude looks. He looks slow, lethargic. He, but he gets it done. And fucking this dude, it's toughest nails. You got right. some of these guys from like they have that like farm strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The abusive father strength. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was that. Um, and then uh, in Bellator, you watched that. At I all? watched the Frank Mir card. Oh uh, yeah, okay. One, yeah, that, that's so so Chandler beat. Uh, Primus, which is good because Mike Chandler, he should uh, the first time he like broke his ankle halfway through the fight. And, yeah. Um, but Chan- Chandler won. That was that was cool. Happy for him. Yeah. It was, a, it was actually Primus was closer than I thought it would be. It like on, when it was on the feet, it was exciting because you know Primus would land some good shots on Michael Chandler, but he just he got to work on the takedown defense. Dude. I didn't think Primus was that. I thought he, he looked better, even though he lost fifty to forty five. Uh-huh. He looked better than I thought he was gonna look. Yeah. I thought the first one was a complete fluke. Right. Um. And then uh. Frank Mir, oh, oh my no, god! Man. You know, first of all, I love Frank Mir. You know, and he's a good guy. He had his daughter working his corner, who was like a state champ, high school kid. So it was like a feel good. I didn't see the fight, but whenever you start off by saying nice things about the person before, I know what's about to come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like saying it's what a comic is he funny? What a nice guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like him. Well, yeah. I think, but he tapped to blood in his eye. He was getting punched in the face and had and, and blood was all in his eyes. And he's fighting this guy, Ayala, who, look, Frank Mir, any version of Frank Mir, except for the last couple, would have murdered this guy in in less than a minute. I mean, Frank Mir that beat Brock Lesnar won. Frank Mir that just came up. Frank Mir is a fucking awesome fighter. The Frank Mir versus Chekongo. But at this point, it's like... The only UFC I went to live, he lost. 
against who? To um, and I forgot the dude's name. That he was like a he was he was a man for a few UFCs. I think I know what you're talking about. Was it Dos Anjos? No, you're you're no, your good friend with the Mohawk fought on that card. Dan Hardy versus GSP, right? Yeah. Uh, I forgot who. The hell it was. was that guy's name? Frank Mir. But the point is, is that just what is he doing? He's got money. He's a great broadcaster. Mm-hmm. He does uh, ACB. He's, I know these guys want to go out on a win, but at a certain point, when you're losing the guys that wouldn't even couldn't tie your shoes a couple of years ago. What are we doing here? Yeah, it's I mean, sad to watch, man. How old is he now? He's got to be close to forty. And uh, and and I like Frank Mir. I texted him. I mean, we're friends, but I just I hate to see that. I hate to see him all fucking bloody like that. Yeah. And then King Mo, another guy, who King Mo in his fucking prime beat uh, Musasi. King Mo is a monster. Yeah. And now he's got knocked out twice in two fights. He lost to uh, Bader, and now he lost to uh, the the British guy Liam Liam uh, Liam. Mc- McCreary, McCreary, and I like King Mo, but fuck, I hate seeing these guys get fucking knocked out. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'll tell you who did good. Machito did good. Oh yeah, little Machito. That was a, um, that was a decision, right? Yeah, he yeah he looked okay. Yeah, he looked okay. Um, and then uh, and then I couldn't believe Gracie could beat Ed Ruth. That was crazy because Ed Ruth is this wrestler, three time national champion. All you heard was how fucking great this guy was. Ed Ruth, Ed Ruth, Ed Ruth, and he lost to. One of the Gracies, this new guy, and this and which Gracie? What's his name? I think it's Neiman. Neiman Gracie. Yeah, but this is the new. This is Gracie two point These guys are all jacked and fucking like shredded. It's not the old. It's not your dad's <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gracies, yeah, yeah. you know. And Ruth was looking okay, but he kept taking him down and then getting caught in a triangle. Yeah, and he kept getting out of it, but man, but you knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, but then he got uh, he then in the fourth round he got tapped, but he was so tired. If it was a three round fight, I think he would have won. I, I think he would have won two rounds to one, close arguably, but not fourth round. Ed Ruth is is the man, but fuck. And like, this is for the tournament too. Yeah, and huh? Gracie took him down a couple times, like took him down. Mm-hmm. Three time now champion. Yeah, fuck, it was insane. That's crazy. It was insane. So and then uh, I, I watched some of uh, I watched some of Invicta. Uh, our girl Kay Hansen. Yeah, big highlight, dude. Well, she got the shipping out of her 14 minutes and yeah. 50 seconds. Yeah. And then this girl, I love Sharon Jacobson, but she tries like a, a lateral throw with like 10 seconds left, misses it, and then gets caught with a, uh, an arm bar. Yeah. It was awesome by Kay, yeah. but fuck. Is she only like 18 years old, too? She's young. And then yeah. Jamie Moyle came in 10 pounds over. This way by ten, and then lost. Oh, she's an Invicta now. Yeah, this is her first fight. Yeah. It, oh man, it wasn't good. Uh, I when, love Jamie. When dude. she was the Ultimate Fighter, she looked unbeatable, dude. Jamie until Moyle? yeah, until she got beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then dude, Jay- don't you think I should get my own MMA podcast with all the stuff I know about? Of it? course. Yes. And uh, and uh, Jin Yu Frey won. All right, Bull. Let's talk about some stuff you do know. So, well, I used to follow. I used to follow UFC when it first started, when it was more like blood sport, and yeah. everyone came from a different like who's going to win the judo guy, yeah, yeah. or the bartender, you know. But um, but now you know I just don't watch it as much. The last time on the podcast, you were convinced some guy in your neighborhood. I can't. Yeah, let's not even go with the name anymore. Could have beaten anybody in the UFC back in the day. He no, back in the day, he definitely would have had a chance against any of those guys. But he has no ground game. That's that's no one's proven that every fight he's got, and no <laughs> one's done. No one said you never. No one's ever seen him on the ground. You seen him knock out five guys at once? I've seen him. These are the fights I've seen. Okay, yes. this is. I swear on my family's life. Right. These are true. What I've seen. The first one, 
first of all, I didn't know he was one of the toughest guys from my neighbor. I used to live, I grew up on 89th Street. It used to be this block where everyone hung out. They had the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and they had like people from Zulu Nation, the gang hung out there, skinheads, guys in Mohawks, and just regular vigilante Clint Eastwood type thugs like him. So anyway, he, um, he was always nice. I never knew he was the toughest dude. I always thought it was this other guy. And I found him one day I was talking with him. I was like, you remember that guy? He's like, yeah, that guy. Like, I knocked that dude out, whatever. So, so he, um, so I see, haven't seen him in years. We're at a party on 107th Street in West End. And uh, these guys, like, there's like 20 dudes jumping this one guy. Right. So then he, his friend is doing security for the party. So he's like trying to help him, like, yo, chill, guys. This is, you know, fuck it, come on. Then they put the guy in a cab. This guy was on acid. He left. 20 minutes later, he comes back to get jumped again. And finally, my boy was like, you know what? Some, you got to stop. They're like, we're not stopping. He said, all right, so now I'm going to have to start knocking people out. So he knocks one dude out on the staircase clean out. And then he hits this other guy right in front of me with just a solid, like, left, right? Just hits him in his face, moved back so quick, like the weight of his head brought his body in the air like a Muppet into the car. He was out for the whole time this happened, for like an hour or two. Like, what they, were you doing during this? Well, after he hit him, I'm right here. So the punch goes right across my face. Yeah. I haven't introduced myself to him yet. And said, remember me from when yeah, I was a kid? Yeah, yeah, Because when I saw him, he's probably 55, 56 now, 47. So this was when I was like 16. So you were worried he, he was 24, 25. That was his prime because he boxed golden gloves. He was a boxer. He was a street dude. But he actually had skills. He was a boxer. But he... um. So where uh, he punches him and then he grabs me, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, yo, I know you, you know, and he's like, oh, sh- shit, you know what I mean? Oh, no, I did introduce myself beforehand. This right, is right. Okay. I did. I say, yo, remember me, blah, blah, blah. So now he's fighting this. And I said, yo, I know you. So he's like, oh, my bad. Then he grabs <sighs> another dude, hits him, and then no one wanted to fight him anymore. He only had to knock out two and he hit. A, no, he only hit two in that okay. fight. So he, and that dude was still laying out. And no one wanted to fight him, so I'll fight all 20 of you, whatever. They all left. So that was, <laughs> that was, that was my first sight of this nightmare, yeah, yeah. right? I'm like, what's up? Wait, I didn't know he could fight. I said, yeah, that's the illest dude from the neighbor. No, you know. So then the next one, my, best, my favorite one was, there's been a few. Right. But one time I was on the street talking to him, and um, we uh, were standing there. He just came from his whole house to set up like some ancient martial arts warrior type the way he has like wood like a piece of wood on his wall with rope wrapped around that he hits barehanded and then he has a speed bag which my wrist is still messed up from he's training me to hit it yeah full of sand and steel wow so he had me hit it barehanded i hit it wrong luke cage (laughs) no i don't but i'm telling you this is this is how his house is i've never seen him hit the heavy bag with tape or gloves because his knuckles like an inch, you know, he, hit, he okay. used to hit a tree in Riverside Park when he was angry. There was a tree that hit the bark until his whole hand was swollen and bloody. So, and, and that's where people would find him. So he never hit the heavy bag with gloves. What do you do for work, this guy? Anyone know? For work, he used... Man. No, no, no. For work, he just had basic... He used to clean a bar all night. Okay. And you could walk by at four in the morning and be carrying kegs in both arms he was about 185, no body fat, you know, the type of blocks. He, he was built. Yeah. All he does is work out. Super strong. He would do reps of 400 pounds benching at 185. Wow. He could squat, you know, reps. We, my brother and I, so we were at the gym together. He came in the gym. This at 185, came in and put, I think it was, it was maybe 585 because we kind of flipped plates. So it was about 585 on the thing and did just Easy rep squatting with 585. It's a strong dude for 185. I'm sure there are wrestlers that do more than that, yeah. right? There was, I was in the Bahamas last week, and there was a there was a, one of those poles, like a 
like a chin-up pole. And it was like, for two minutes, you want $100 if you could hang on it for two minutes. Oh. And no one could do it. He, I it guarantee was, he would be able to do that. It was a That's line the type of, of shit. His cardio stuff. I was going to try it. Then I saw all these ripped black kids do it. They all were giving up at like 110. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking throw up my, my arms doing this. I've never tried. Yeah, I guess that's really. Like, I, I, it looks so easy. Two minutes. Right. And then all of a sudden you see someone like 30 seconds left. Not one person was able to do that's it. That's crazy. Was it yeah. only guys trying to do it? Yeah. That's why. Because girls, they're actually way better at like hold like monkey bar stuff because they're a lot lighter. And they're, that's what Rogan says because he did years of Fear Factor. And he yeah. said all the dudes, those challenges where you're hanging off helicopters, they would drop after like 20 seconds. But the girls were able to hold on for like 10 minutes. That's weird. They have yeah. certain strength. Yeah. And women are winning like marathons now right like you know, the, the way the way like the world's the, going it's gonna be like you know how like oh you got you got beat up by a girl it's gonna be like oh you got beat up by a boy <laughs> yeah 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 that's funny <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh my god like, that's a good I'm like, that's dude, a good win over the women joke. i'm like dude she was a girl right, though right after you do 50 a- pussy jokes and they're about to walk out do that joke that's a perfect one to tag in and save it and have it's them like sit. dude yeah but she right? was a girl yeah but she was a girl right you know, like Speaking of, all right, let's talk to Biggie Mike Rhodes. Hot. I'm sure he wants to weigh in on this. Yeah. All right. So, uh, this in. what's up, people? Sexual performance issues more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. Yeah. You're under the age of 40 and you can't get it up. Not good. Even the world's greatest actor can't fake one. So, why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to science and medicine? Go to forhims.com. It's a one stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Listen, they connect you, but thanks to science, ED can be optional. Him connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. When you go to a gas station, why are you getting erectile dysfunction? Come on, people, get gas. Listen, no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits, no lines. Save hours by going to 4 It is hard made easy. Say hello to your little friend. So... You could try Hims for just a month today for just five dollars. We'll get you started with just five bucks while supplies last. Go to the website for full details. This will cost hundreds. You went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash MMA roasted. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash MMA roast E D. Forhims.com slash MMA roast E D. Robinhood is an investing app. It lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Uh, listen, they, the cost, they got no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. My, my baby's crying right now because that's going on. But Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, trade stocks, and keep all of your profits. They got an easy-to-use design, okay? And you can learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. You can discover new stocks and track favorite companies with personalized news feed, all right? And guess what? Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at MMAroasted.RobinHood.com. That's MMAroasted.RobinHood.com. Oh, shit. Mike Rhodes? Thank you, Mike Rhodes. So let's talk to Biggie Mike Rhodes. Hey, Rock Biggie Rhodes. What's up, man? It's Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How you doing, man? Doing good. Thanks for coming to my show last week. Yeah, no problem, man. It was a good time. Yeah, no, I'm happy, happy you came. Happy you brought your girlfriend. Uh, I'm happy she used her 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 her, uh, her fake ID. She she uh, got in, so that's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you it doing, man? Out. 
Now, now it was a rough night for Rufus Sport. Uh, I love Rufus Sport. I'm a huge fan of Rufus Sport. But it was like you know Sergio, Gerald Mearshart, a couple guys uh, had a tough time. Does Duke and them? Did they address that on Monday, or do you guys just go along as if nothing happened? Um, no, we addressed it that night, and then we addressed it, um, you know, in the locker room. Uh, adjusted it, talked about it at practice, and. Uh, you know, I mean, I think everybody kind of seen what, you know, what happened and each fighter is his own fighter, but obviously there's stuff we can get better at as a team. And so, um, we've already been adjusting some stuff, you know, practices and stuff like that. So uh, I think it'll all work out and we'll be better because of it. Cool. Now, now, like, and like, what are some of those things? Um, I think some of it is just, uh, you know, because we're such good strikers, um, a lot of the time we just rely on the striking a little bit too much. Uh, where we feel like, you know, in a couple of the fights, uh, you know, we could have used some of our wrestling and some of our grappling a little bit more. Um, also, you know, just being mentally prepared to fight. And, you know, sometimes, you know, with Jared Gordon, he was, he was putting on a phenomenal performance and he just happened to get caught, you know, after sustaining an injury, he just, you know, he got caught. So, um, you know, and then other things is just being ready to fight everywhere, you know, against against tough guys. I mean, we're fighting people at the top of the sport, so no easy fights, and we just got to be more mentally prepared. Yeah, I was saying that. The Jared Gordon fight was so hard to watch because he was looking amazing. He almost had a standing triangle in the first. His striking never looked better. He had the guy rocked. He was up two rounds to nothing, and that guy, I feel like, baited him by saying, let's go in the middle of the cage and swing and see who fucking goes down first. And I'm like, oh... That's, you know, like, don't you think he kind of got tricked? Yeah, you know, he was winning, he was winning, you know, the fight, and uh, both rounds, he dropped the guy a couple times, maybe even at 10-8, um, but then he tore his hamstring, you know, at the end of that second round, and that, uh, in that submission we've been standing a lot of, um, this year, his beat hit it, and a couple other guys hit it, so um, coming in that third round, he was just injured and didn't have the mobility to move it. You know, he's standing in front of a guy who was a big puncher and just ultimately got caught, you know, so Totally, man. Well, yeah, no, 100%. Um, but I thought, you know, look, I thought Rufus Sports, I'm, I'm a big fan. I think you guys are doing some great things over there. Um, I, I really enjoyed talking to you at my show. Some of the things you were telling me about Ben Askren, I said to you, don't you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for Askren because he hasn't struck, he hasn't done MMA training in a year He's coming in to fight Robbie Lawler. You said you, th- but you think it won't be a problem, right? Yeah, I don't think it'll be a problem at all. Uh, Ben's been not a stand-up guy. You know, stand in front of anybody. He 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 blocks punches. He has really good defense, and uh, you know that's something he could pick up easily with just a couple sparring sessions. But um, the way he hits pads is different. You know, he uh, he's one of those guys where Duke you know, spars with him pretty much while he's hitting the pad. So he'll be, he'll be a well-oiled machine by that time. You know, Ben picks up things very quickly and uh, with his skill set, Robbie, Robbie's going to be in trouble early. Now you were saying that you, you and him sparred like 80 rounds and you won two of them. If, if I won two of them, I'd be, I'd be extremely happy, but, uh, you know, we never really keep track of rounds, but I'll tell you a round versus him is not going to be, you know, it's not a good thing. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, if I stuff one of Ben's takedowns, I, I consider that to be like a hundred of anybody else's just because his takedowns are, are that good and at that level, you know? Yeah, you were saying that one time you you you, you rocked him really good 
And then he got he like got mad at you, right? And then just like tortured you and put. He, no, he elbowed me. He elbowed me really good. Yeah, he was playing around. He elbowed me in the face while we were on the ground, and um, I had to try and get it back. But uh, yeah, that's just Ben, man. Hard rounds. He's a you know he he likes to get underneath your skin. He likes to you know poke at you a little bit. And he does that in fights, and you know it works out for him. But were you saying he also gives you wet willies and noogies too? Uh, what was that? Doesn't he also give you wet willies and noogies? You were saying. Oh yeah, he 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 does all that kind of stuff. That's just to get underneath your head and try to get you to uh, you know break your mindset and try to uh, see what he can get you to make as far as a mistake. What what a dick! Um, I fucking love it. Now your career, man. You you've had some career. You know you, you beat Alan Juban, and then you get called to the UFC. Your first fight is against George Sullivan, uh, who who ended up getting popped for steroids. Your second fight is against Robert Whitaker, the UFC champion. And the third fight was against Eric Silva, uh, who also did more. I mean, you talk about a guy who's the poster boy for USADA. The guy went from, you know, a Greek god to a Greek salad. I mean, you, you kind of got, you, you got fucked, man. Yeah, you know, I, I don't complain about it, but I mean, it's no secret. My run in the UFC was not, you know, the easiest. I wasn't gifted any matchups. I wasn't, uh, you know, somebody that they were looking to build. You can kind of tell, so... Um, you know, I'm a better fighter for it now, and it'll show later in my career. Yeah, but then, like, then you win one, two, three. Then you win four fights in a row. One, one against Raheem Cleveland, who's a really good fighter. Um, and then they, you, go, you get into Bellator, and they put you up against Rafael Lovato Jr. I mean, the fucking guy was 12 and 0, who they consider the best American jujitsu guy in the in in the country right now. That that that's your first fight in. Who's your fucking manager, Satan? <laughs> I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, at that point, you know, it was just uh, for me and my career, you know, like I said, I got a couple wins against a couple big names. Uh, it's hard for me to get fights, you know, so I have to kind of take the fights that, that get offered, you know, for a while there. It's still the case now, you know, people see that I fought those guys. They understand my record, got a padded one. So not many people are jumping you know, to fight me because they know I'm a tough fight. And I'm a tough out for anybody. So that kind of puts me in a a harder spot too, you know, being good and then having fought good guys coming from a good gym. It just, you know, it makes me, I guess, a dangerous, dangerous opponent for a lot of people who don't want to take that risk outside of the big show. I, I also noticed that, like, uh, you're a big dude. Like you said, you walk around around 235 and you cut to 185. But in college, you were up to 320, right? I was like 470 pounds when I was in college. Uh, four, wait, 470? No, two hundred and seventy. Two hundred and seventy <laughs> pounds. So you went from two seventy yeah. to one eighty five. Fuck. How did I, now? Is it? Do you now? If if you hadn't worked out right now, would you balloon up back up to two seventy? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I you know, in between fights, I gain a lot of weight easily. Anyway, so yeah, if I went un untrained, unworking out, I would gain that weight back extremely quick. Are you coaching a class right now? Yeah, I got the kids going, getting on their warm-up. I got to get them ready so they can uh, – I teach at Anthony Pettis' gym, so I got to get them ready so they can do the Showtime kick here in a couple weeks. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. No, you're a good dude. You're a role model, man. You're a role model. You're a, you're a nice guy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Um, now, you're – now you, what, what, uh, no contest to Brian Baker. What happened? You, held, you elbowed him in the back of the head? No, he elbowed me in the back of the head, actually. He uh, hit me with the illegal elbow. 
um, at the end of the round that uh, rendered me unconscious and kind of put me out for a little while. You know, I had to make sure I was okay. Uh, Head injuries aren't anything to play with. So, um, are you are you looking at um, PFL? Are you looking at Brave right now? ACB? What are you looking at? Um, so one of my fights was for ACB. I had a great time fighting for those guys. It was a great opportunity for myself. Um, Brave uh, would be something that I'm very interested in. They're kind of traveling all over the place. Seems like they're running a good show and paying people the right kind of money. Obviously, with the PFL, I have a chance to win a million dollars. So um, I'm down for that as well. Yeah, well, I think any, any place would be would, would be you know would be great to have you, man. I, I de- you're a guy I definitely root for. You're funny as shit too, by the way. Very, very funny guy. I appreciate that. You know, I, I love to think I'm funny, but, you know, not always, I guess. <laughs> no, no, you're very funny. And then I like your boys, Dynamite, and the other guy who's uh, who's uh, three and three. Oh, yeah, my roommate, Benny, he's, he's awesome. So, um, yeah, he's a good time. He's actually he went to Harvard uh, Business School. He's just a really great guy. So uh, he, he's doing really awesome in his uh-huh. life, period. So, you know, he's working with the big wigs out in L.A., He'll be good to go. Nice. Well, Harvard Business School, and now he's your roommate. So it sounds like yeah, <laughs> things are things are really going good for him. <laughs> Alternate school block. Uh, JP's my roommate. He's the one who's oh. he's the other guy Benny. He works out in L.A. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 I thought the other guy was your roommate. Oh, got it, got it, got it. All right. So let's talk about some of the fights coming up. John Jones versus Gustafson. The rematch. Who wins this? Um, I think Alexander Gustafson won the first one, so I believe that he'll get the second one as well. Whoa. Even though he's not black, I mean, what what is this? You can't. What's going on? Hey, John Jones making us look bad, so we can't uh, we can't we can't choose him uh, anymore. He 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 got uh, disbarred from the delegation. <laughs> okay, I I wasn't at the meeting, but uh, oh, I got it. I are you picking Gus? I'm picking Jones. Who are you picking? Gustafsson, uh, 100%. Really? Hell really? yeah, yeah. I mean, even though Jones is so talented and, and beats every, never lost a fight and. Just, I mean, the guy's so skilled, and Gustafson gets, you know, some of his fights, he gets knocked out. I don't know. I man. think his height is what the difference is. John Jones isn't very good technically. He's just an athletically gifted guy, and his attributes make him good. But he has to have a skill set to beat Gustafson. That's why I thought he won the first time, and that Gustafson won the second time. You don't think that the, the, the coke, the, the blow with hookers two days before affected his performance? Can you say that again? You don't think the hookers and like blow two days before the fight affected his performance? Well, um, you know, maybe it helped him. Took away the nerves. Have you ever seen like a, a crackhead get taken down by the police officers? They run through tasers and stuff. You know, it gets crazy. <laughs> True that, point. That, that's a good point. Never thought about that. I like how he's teaching kids while talking about crackheads. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Cyborg Nunez, who wins this one? Uh, Cyborg. She's way too big, way too good. Nunez has a lot of holes. You've seen it versus smaller fighters. I don't think that she'll be able to uh, handle the bigger fighter cyborg, which is superior uh, everywhere. Uh, I, I agree with, with that Stammer. one. I agree with that one. Kiesa versus Condit. Um, I think Condit, man. That's a yeah. killer is going to get it done. Um, I think he's the way better striker. I don't think Kiesa yeah. will be able to get him to the ground, even if, he, even if he does. Carlos is a really good grappler himself. So I think that uh, Condit will take that. Arlovsky versus Wal Harris. Which which one was that? Walt Harris versus Andre Arlovsky. Oh, Walt Harris. I think Walt, Walt Harris is a buddy of mine. I think Arlovsky's on the on the downswing. I think Walt's on the upswing. Uh, and Arlovsky doesn't fight lefties very well, so I think he's going to catch a head kick. Um, and I think he'll go, I think he'll be out of there. 
I'm with you on that one. Uh, Kat Zingano versus Megan Anderson. Um, I think Megan Anderson. I think she's a little too big, but she might get outpaced. She might get outpaced um, a little bit just because she's not, uh, I think Kat's a smaller fighter. She's got to fight faster, but um, I think it'll be a very good fight. I mean, fight at night potential just because Kat is so tough. Megan's a little bit bigger, obviously, but um, I'm picking Megan Anderson to get her first win. But Megan's wrestling looked terrible against Holly Holm, and Kat's a lot better wrestler than Holly Holm. Yeah, Holly Holm is just strong, going a lot bigger. I don't think that uh, Megan will make the same mistake and not work her wrestling. Um, I know our coaches over at uh, Glory, via James Krause and those guys, um, I feel like they'll get her prepared and ready for the wrestling. Who, who would you rather go out with? Megan Anderson, for sure. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I think I would like Kat. Yeah, me too. I don't know. They, they both seem like they're like, whatever whatever they want to do, they're going to do. Yeah. You know, I feel like, yeah, exactly. I feel like it's the kind of girl that like would sleep with me and then call me an Uber and I'd leave my own house. Um, now, uh, yeah, I wouldn't talk back to either one of them. You might get beat up. Absolutely know? not. See her. See her uh, uh, versus uh, oh, Curtis oh, Millinder. Oh. See her the great. I actually hung out with that guy one time. He's insane. Uh, he's got a fucking. He, the guy made mayhem look normal. Wow! Uh, but he's fighting. He's fighting Curtis Millinder. Should be a good fight. I got Millinder. Uh, yeah, Curtis Millinder is a beast, man. So you like yeah, him? Uh, you, you, do you like him over a seer? Baduzara? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that he showed that he has that kind of experience when he beat Seattle. Uh, uh, BJ uh, Penn, uh, Ryan Hall. Yeah, so I think Millinder can stuff. I think it'll be a good fight with the strategy. He's long and rangy, and he gets it going. Uh, uh, push-up position. Obviously, hand touches opposite shoulder. Ten times, followed by ten push-up planks. Ten more touches. Uh, BJ Penn, Ryan Hall. Uh, I hope BJ Penn. No one likes Ryan Hall. I'm a little abrasive and stuff like that, so I hope the legend BJ Penn takes it. I, I hope so, too. All right, now in Ryzen, uh, New Year's Eve, Floyd Mayweather is, is boxing... Nasawaka, does this guy have any chance? No, right? Regular sit-ups, all the way up, all the way down. Um, I think the kid is the kid isn't going to be afraid. It's just boxing. This kid's fought in the day, or he's done a lot of Muay Thai kickboxing stuff. I think he'll get after Floyd, but I mean, it is fight. So yeah, of course Floyd's going to win. Uh, uh, when is that fight? Go, go, go. When is that? Uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, da- uh, Darren, Darian Caldwell versus Haraguchi. Ooh, that's tough. Oh, um, I think that Horiguchi's movement and his style of fighting will be um, really hard for Darren Caldwell to get a lot of takedowns because he's the faster fighter. He'll be in and out. If your bumper's flat, uh, he'll get in and out, and uh, I think he'll give him a hard time. I think Darren Caldwell's the better uh, all-around fighter with his wrestling ability and his athleticism, so I'm going to have to go with Darren Caldwell. Like, Hold it up. Hold I it like up. Caldwell, too. All right, and then a couple for the PFL. Uh, your boy, Louis Taylor, how's he looking? He's, t- he's taking on Abus Magomedov for a uh, million dollars. Chris Crusher, face this way. Um, can you say that one more time? Your, 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 uh, your boy, put the guns down, Louis Taylor, PFL, fighting Abus Magomedov. Um, he's looking great, man. I feel like he's going to get the million dollars. He's going to change his life. He's an older guy, and I think that, uh, no, he'll 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 get it done, and I'm I'm really hoping for that. Are you in his will? <laughs> and then uh, finally, Sean O'Connell versus Vinny Magalesh. 
Uh, Vinny Magalhaes, Sean O'Connell can't wrestle, can't grab it, or he'll get to it. Yeah, I, I think about, so too. Yeah, what about Pacquiao Broner? I think so too. All right, last one, Pacquiao Broner. Two. Three, four, Pacquiao Broner's a joke. You, 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 don't, you don't like him? Five, six. Um, I don't, I don't care for him. I just think he's an idiot. He makes us, another one of those guys makes us look back. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine. It's funny, yeah. But people don't make white people look bad. We just assume that some people are just bad. Yeah. You know, like like people are like, oh, Ann Kel- well, you know, Coulter makes us look bad. You know, it's just, it's just Broner is not great. He's just very yeah. Good. Broner, Broner could have been great. 14, he could have been great. He had all the potential to be great. You think? Yeah, he just people caught up to him. You know. Broner. He seems very predictable. Like yeah, he has no, that speed, and that strength, and you know, everything. Yeah. But he seems very square and predictable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, listen, Biggie Mike Rose, I'll let you get back to class. Thanks for being on the podcast, man. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to do it another time when I'm not uh, quite teaching. I'd be a little bit, what, little what, bit better there. <laughs> I would love that. You were great, man. T- take care. Have a good week. All right, you too. All right. It was Biggie Mike Rose with his predictions. What do you think, um, Pacquiao and Broner? I don't know. I mean, Pacquiao is just one of those things where every time I think he's going to get killed, like, I think he's going to lose the last one. I'm like, this guy's done. And he, was, he looked great in the last one. The best he ever was was when he – I used to watch him train when he fought Barrera, Morales, and he was like – there were rumors that he was on coke. He had like, <laughs> he had like nine baby mamas. He was going like 130 miles an hour in his car. There was like six assassination attempts on him. And he was murdering people. And then he found Jesus and he got knocked out. So <laughs> I, think, I think some people need that madness, yeah. you know? Um, I think he, he left Freddie Roach his last Friday. He never looked better. Or he looked really good. Yeah. Uh, maybe Freddie and him, just sometimes you need something new. Uh, Broner, I don't like this fight because I don't think Broner deserves a big payday. I mean, this right. guy is like racist. He's he's like abusive. He's like domestic violence. He gets yeah. uh, allegedly he, he gets fights in bowling alleys. I mean, you never hear Broner's in the news, and it's good. I yeah. mean, it, yeah, he's just he's it's bad energy. He's, he doesn't he, deserve it. Yeah, I mean, the best thing he did was eat although those. it is a good we it is a good fight. It seems like a very good, interesting. Like, who the fuck's gonna win this fight? Yeah, but they're a better guy. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but they're I think it's good that he fights Broner because and I, it's good because you want to see Pacquiao. Whoop him. And I don't want to see Pacquiao versus uh, Errol Spence or Keith Thurman no, 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 or no, no, no. that other guy from Omaha uh, that's a monster. No. Uh, what's that guy's name? The guy from Omaha, Nebraska that just is undefeated. Uh, another, another guy is a fucking... Oh. That Fuck. dude's a... But I, yeah, I'm sure people are yelling at it right now. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to see that. So I'd rather see him against Broner because they're both kind of past their prime. The problem is Broner never had a prime because he was just... He was so talented. Like when he knocked out like uh, that kid, Jason Litzow, back in the day, I was like, this dude, no one's gonna beat this guy. He was, and then he got so full of himself and he became like a world star. He cared more about being on World Star and being. I thought Judo was more talented than him. Another guy, Zab Zab Judo, Judo. like what could have what could have happened if he was disciplined. Yeah, but you know, you'll never know. I mean, Judo him fighting actually, Mayweather, like that one round where he started doing fifty-two hand blocks. Like Dude, the jail he, style? He, I think that if there wasn't a, a brawl in round nine where he got choked by Mayweather's corner, yeah. that fight would have been a lot closer. Yeah. He was doing really well against Mayweather. And then all of a sudden, the dad started fighting. It was just crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. It was crazy. It was Broner, crazy. how old's Broner, though? He's still kind of at his prime, no? Yeah. Pacquiao but, definitely isn't. But it's like coke years, man. It's like, you know, you ever see someone like on cocaine where they're like, they're 20. Is he on coke? Does Broner do coke? No, but people just age. 
Yeah. Say, you know who aged the worst in the history of the, of the world? You ever watched the Mighty Ducks 2? Um, no, I didn't see it. You the Mighty Ducks? The goalie, Go- Goldberg, this guy got arrested like over and over again. He looks like he's 97 years old. Wow. Like meth has completely fucked up this guy's life. Wow. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you a picture. Oh my God. If you want to feel good about your life. What about the singer that's saying, oh, see, I can't even remember the song. Life that rain right now. What was that song? You bring right me. Around, uh, right. um, I don't know, but I know that song. It was used on meatspin.com. You bring me right now, baby, right? Look now. him up. Look his picture then and now. Really? Oh, you. nothing's going to beat that. No, this will beat it. No, it won't. Yeah, I guarantee. I guarantee it. it won't. Yes, it will. No, it won't. T- look, this guy right here, TMZ. Uh, where is it? Uh, fuck. No. Yeah, no. This 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 will not going to beat it. How much you want to bet? And you'll agree with me. I don't know, man. What do you think of uh, what's the name apologizing to Cardi B? Uh, Offset. You hear about that? Oh no, I didn't. I want to hear. So it. Offset cheated on Cardi B. I know that numerous times. She broke out with him. What a surprise. And now oh, no, I never would have imagined. And now he yeah. no. and now she was headlining a concert, like the first female to ever headline this concert. And he came out in the middle of the, her thing and like apologized with like a cake, saying, I'm sorry. And oh. then everyone, and then everyone in the crowd's like, Don't forgive him, he's a cheater. Yada yada. Yeah. Why? Did, did a side piece jump out of the cake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Isn't that so strange and weird to have your entire That's a funny like skit, dude? dude that's look mighty ducks goldberg tell you tell me come on well he doesn't look too good as a kid either yeah but like let me see that Woo! Oh, oh, i've oh, seen find that. the singer of that find what's the name of that group i don't know what's the name of the song i don't know right it's round. like an 80s you, song you, where you one right hit round, wonder maybe right round um you spin me yeah you yeah but isn't that so strange to have like your whole marital life and personal relationship life to be out in the public to well, he millions cheated, of people. I guess with some girl like, he was he was trying to have a threesome. Yeah. One of the girls name was like uh something like it wasn't like Black China but it was another one of these names were like Purple China. It, it was something like Offset was trying to have a threesome with like like Bad Bunny or something or right. like uh, some chick that was wants to be famous like, wait, like wait, these guys Bad Bunny. Like no these guys oh, No, these guys oh. cheat with like the worst people, like they cheat with people that want to be um, famous. I think and of Bad Bunny is an Indian name. So he tried to cheat twice. Uh, yeah, so that's he tried to tweet with. Uh, so that's so what's the, the what happened? What was the end she, result? So she said that she, she, she's she's not going to forgive him. So their whole marriage is over. They were never married. Are were they married? I thought they were married. Yeah, and they have a kid. They have a four month old kid. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I mean, don't get the, me wrong. Marriage is not easy, but. Cheating is not the answer. I mean, you married a dude who's in probably the biggest rap group in the world right now, Migos. What do you expect? Yeah, I don't even trust, like, I don't trust guys that cheat. You don't, you don't, you don't cheat on your girl, do you? Have My you? last girl, I didn't cheat at all. I cheated before. Yeah, Adam's very loyal. Yeah. Like, I'm always shocked because so many girls like him, you know what I mean? But yeah. he's just, he's always very loyal. Uh-huh. I, 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 my conscience is already fucked up enough. I don't need to add to it. I've definitely cheated, but I, I've been loyal to a few women. I've only considered, I consider. Three or four of the girls I've dated in my life, girlfriends. I mean, there's always a fear that, like, it's not going to work out. And then you're like, oh, all, like, those ghosts of pussy past, like, of, of uh, that right. Rolodex of chicks that you passed up on. You're like, yeah. I should have. But you know what? That's the, that's the you know, I, you got to be, I try to be a strong person. You know, yeah. you, you, here's, here's him. Wait, what happened? Whoa. 
It's like when I was at when I was at boarding school, they said like that's plastic surgery though. Plastic that's like oh my god! Yeah. All right, you're right. Okay, you're right. <laughs> well, that, you. that, that, that's a guy. Yeah, he got oh. tons of surgeries. Like he became a transgender, but nah. tons of surgery. And- oh my god! Yeah. Never get cheek implants, dude. Those are that's what fucks your face up is the cheek, cheek implants. implants are the worst. Yes. So my headmaster, you know, I used to have to sit through these these school meetings every day. You know, I went to this boarding school where like. Troubled kids, and you know, not troubled kids, but whatever. It's like, so they would always give these speeches, and one of the speeches was like, "You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to break ethics. Like, you know, you don't want to steal, lie, cheat, some of the do drugs, because you don't want to be on that basketball court and the game's on the line, and you're about to throw it in, and then all of a sudden, in the back of your head, you're like, "Hey, remember that fucking, you know, thing right. you did? Remember you that, that guy? Remember that that? I mean, my thing was, well, I don't play basketball, but 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 <laughs> but the point is, is that I don't want to have that." On my special, I don't want to have that in my mind. Yeah, I want to have a clean conscience. Life is fucked up enough without bringing all that other stuff in. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to have to like have my wife next to me and oh, I love you, Adam, you're the best. And in my own head, go yeah, but I fucked this. You know, you don't. If only you knew the truth. Like, yeah, I just don't want to have that. It's that that's worth more. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm not attracted to other girls. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. But I don't put myself in those situations. Like and. If I do meet a girl who's hitting on me, I'm always like, "Hey, you want to see my picture? My baby? My baby? I, I just cockwalk myself. Right. Yeah, right. that's good. <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, although women like babies, yeah, women do like babies, but it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. You don't want to have that. You don't want to be that guy. But you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not judging those that do. And if you're the kind of guy that cheating that you can get, you know, you can do it. It's great. I just can't. No, look, from age 23 to 27, I had this girl. That's along my longest relationship. I was loyal the whole time. I regret it. Then after that, <laughs> I cheated like crazy. Uh-huh. Um, then she left me. That girl left me because I bred my dog at a pit bull. We bred it, and I yeah. gave her a puppy. And two weeks later, she met a guy walking it. Wow. And um, so that was, you know, that wasn't good. But it was a horrible relationship. It needed to end. Yeah. But I, I was your, loyal. By the way, your karma joke is amazing. That's, that's one of my favorite jokes ever. Which Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I cheated on my girl. You think it's bad karma? Yeah, like what did she do to deserve that? <laughs> right, That right. is one of my favorite jokes. That's one of those jokes I'm just like, fuck. I actually wrote a joke the other night. Like my wife thinks that I don't treat her special. And she's right, you know, because she's not the only girl that I'm not sleeping with. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think that's a good that's joke, funny. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love jokes Adam like pounds out the one-liners. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you got coming up, Joe? Well, dude, I'm happy to announce that, uh, you know, I got the gambling bug. Oh no! So uh, you know, I bet I'm, I bet on all the UFC fights now. But the problem with betting on UFC fights is it's hard yeah. because it's not you never know what the hell's going to happen. Everybody in the whoever fights has a puncher's chance, or you never know what the hell's going to happen. But I finally won some money, dude. Well, how much you win? Twelve bucks. Uh, I how, bet. How, how much did you lose? I've only put in like forty dollars okay. into the the website, right? But uh, it's all legal. I have to say that it's all allegedly legal. You have to pay taxes on that. Oh, on the twelve dollars. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And how's it going with the girl? Have you lost? Has she lost her virginity yet or no? Uh, well, you know things are starting to spice up. But I'll I'll come I'll come bearing gifts when that happens. But I want to also say that I'm also uh, going to start doing blackjack full time. I mean full time. Like full time blackjack. You don't player. know how to play. Well, I'm learning how to count cards. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Rain Man. All right. Well, I mean, 
it's hard, but it's not as hard as you. You know, it's funny, it man. Like I, you post things on your Facebook. You look so normal compared to your look with your family. Yeah, yeah. And then do they listen to the podcast and know about the guns you pull no, on girls and sex? No way. Well, they're googling family. the shemales. Yeah. Well, my family's like nice Christian folk, you know. But my brother-in-law, he's the one who's like he introduced me to MMA, and he's more yeah. like accepting, and he thinks everything I say is funny when it comes uh, to like my sex stories and stuff. Okay. But yeah, I try to hide that stuff oh, from good. my family. Wait, who's a virgin? His girlfriend. My girlfriend. She's a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, her. Long story. Long story short. Even even after you, she found out you won the twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, she's a very very sweet girl. Parents are very Catholic, so she had like private school, all girls school, all this kind of stuff her whole her whole entire life, and now she's you know. She met me and she's like, it's the most uh, handsome and sexiest dude I've ever met in my entire life. That I don't want to fuck. Yeah, well, pretty much. Just wait until February. Yeah. March, right? Something like that. Maybe sooner. Oh, that's good. I might live stream How old Twitch. is she? She's 21. No, you're going to live stream you on Twitch? You having sex with her? No, come on. <laughs> I mean, right. nobody even watches 21 and she's still a virgin? I lost my virginity when I was 20. Fucking loser. Yeah. 20? Such a loser. How'd you lose your virginity? Well, this is girl named adrian at the same time i was going to a boxing gym my favorite movie was rocky but that was just <laughs> that was just a coincidence but um she uh she took my virginity and like you know i'm gonna i've been admitting this loser shit for a minute i uh i i was never able to masturbate until i finally had sex i, I didn't know how to make myself come i would have wet dreams all the time wow i heard dice clay talking about masturbating and walking through it and then i did it along and then I felt <laughs> one of his specials. <laughs> and then I felt like so weird that I'm like I'm masturbating while looking at Dice Clay. <laughs> but you got yourself like, hard that way. He was like, "Yeah, you know how you're hard and you're stroking your dick and this and that." Yeah. I was sort of like, "Oh, I'm stroking my dick." And then was, then I was just like, "It fucked me up for life." Wow. So yeah. first time I masturbated was on Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah, my family was in there eating dinner. Like this is like during Thanksgiving meal. I'm like, I never put like lotion or anything on my penis before because I didn't, you know, I thought. You just went raw dog. So I never came before that night. I actually put aloe vera on my genitals in the bathroom. And now I evolved into just using hand soap, which I do to this day. Hand soap works. It works. The peppermint good. organic hand soap yeah. can hurt after a while. If you did to tantra yeah. jerking off, because I'm like teasing myself for a while. Yeah. But my point is, I was never able to come, you know, with um, my, you know, playing with myself yeah. until after I had. So I had sex with this girl that night. We didn't use a condom. Yeah, of course. You know, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But um, so I'm having sex. And I don't even know what it feels like to come awake. Wow. So I'm so paranoid that I just pulled out and faked an orgasm. It was dark. So I pulled out, <laughs> I faked an orgasm. And then the next night we're hanging out. And she's like, I don't know why you pulled out. I use a diaphragm. I'm like, oh, perfect. So the next time we had sex, I just kept doing it until all of a sudden like, it built up. It was the best thing ever, and I just wanted to fuck her all day. And after yeah. that, I was able to jerk off the next day. Wow! It was just feeling that awake, yeah. and I was jerking off every. Oh my god! It's so much backed up. I could come from here to your fireplace, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's about twelve feet solid. Yeah. You know the first the first one would be about twelve feet. The second one about eight. Yeah. And it keeps calming down. So by the ninth low one that comes out, it'd be maybe only a foot and a half. But pretty, I had so much. Even that's pretty good, a foot and a half. But the problem with always ejaculating into your bathroom sink is that after a few months, it's like, dude, you got to get a plumber. Is that what you did? You had to get a plumber? No. Well, because <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Because I'm sure they know. 
Because that's where I come in the bathroom sink. Why do you come in the bathroom sink? So it's now just, I definitely know you're never going to be my roommate, but hopefully I never need a roommate again. Oh, well, no. Well, it's just so convenient. You know, just go in the bathroom, get the hand soap, put your phone in the mirror, and just bust one out. I'm hating on you. I'm hating yeah. on you, but yeah. let me keep it real. Why come not, on, man. Why not in the bathtub and just like put the water on? Because it's so, it's much more obvious if somebody's home, if like my dad's like oh, playing yeah. video. You know so. what the worst is though? You ever, you ever jerk it off over the sink and you have a load bigger than you thought? It kind of hit your toothbrush. You're like, I got to throw this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no. No, it never happened. Never happened to me either. All right. So what do you have coming up, uh, Jason's shows? Uh, I'm out here just chilling for a few days. I'm going to work on the no, cruise saying, like, for 10 days. come see you? Out here? Well, New York City? I mean, I'm going to be on the cruise for 10 days right now. I don't even have my schedule. For January, I'm out of town most of the time, too, on, you know, cruises. Yeah. and uh, But I think they should go. This is what I'm pushing more, my Instagram. Jason Andors, J-A-S-O-N-A-N-D-O-R-S. So Jason, yep. and then and or S. Yep. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm pushing that a lot. That's the main thing I'm pushing. And I'm working on projects I can't talk about, and that's it. And then you? Yeah, I'm also pushing my Instagram. It's at the Ween Dog, T H E, which is the, no space, W E N D A W G. I'm just, you know, it's giving me to 2,000 followers. I'll be happy. I'm going to start a GoFundMe account so I can go to Disneyland for my birthday. I know there's some generous fans that listen to this show. If you want to donate to my GoFundMe page, I want to go to Disneyland. How much is it? It's, it's a lot of money. It's like, Maybe like 250 bucks, 300 bucks for a ticket. So you know what? Let's get it started. All right. So uh, I will be at the Las Vegas Comedy Club at the Stratosphere on December 25th to the 30th. Uh, hit me up for tickets in Las Vegas. Uh, January 24th to the 27th. I'm in uh, Portland, Oregon at a Harvey's Comedy Club. And February 19th to the 24th, I'm in Calgary at the Comedy Cave. Yeah, uh, in, in Calgary. Yeah, they still. Uh, so yes, guys. Also, if you wanna, if you're on Amazon.com and you buy stuff on Amazon, go to AdamHunter.com first, and then go to Amazon.com and uh, click and get whatever you want. Uh, thank you guys so much, and uh, take care. Bye bye. Trap sauce and trap dance. Tuni sons to hook them door pull down. Tada stolt and door pull the moro down.